You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. Amen. Give him a hand clap of praise tonight. Thank you, singers, musicians. They've done a great job tonight. They've done just an outstanding job, and as always, and uh, you're blessed with the best. And so, amen. All right. Open your Bibles to the book of 2 Corinthians. You know, a lot of times when it's rainy weather, people kind of come in kind of gloomy. But not right now. Everybody got a smile on their face. Enjoying the rain. What little bit we got, we'll take whatever we get, even if it just settles the dust. We'll take what we get. And, uh, but we're thankful, uh, thankful for that. God knows what we need, and uh, I'm, I'm so glad of that. But let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, a very familiar passage of Scripture. I, I'm going to cut into some of this because I only want to look at two verses, if we may please, verses number 3 and verses number 4. Real quickly, the writing of Paul here, we've got it on the screen. If you don't have a Bible, please look at what we have to read here tonight because it is very important. Writing of Paul here, chapter 10, 2 Corinthians, verses number 3 and 4. Paul says, For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. Does anybody know what it's like to be in a spiritual warfare? Anybody know what it's like to fight things in the flesh? Well, the next phrase you need to understand before we go any farther, because it says, for the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. If you don't understand that, we've we got to get there before we can go any farther. Because the weapons that we use to fight with, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Would you bow your heads and your hearts again? Father, we thank you for your word. And again, always we're thankful for your presence. God, it's that presence that helps us to preach. It's that presence and your anointing that helps us to teach, God. I ask you, Lord, to let it rest upon every heart of every person tonight, God, for we need you. God, help me, Lord, to do what you've put up on my heart to do. And God, we'll always make sure that you're the one that gets the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Mighty weapons. I want to talk about some mighty weapons tonight. And again, this is nothing new, but it's something that's been on my heart for some time to, to dig into because um, I, I, want to, I want to try to deal with some deep things tonight. It's a Sunday night service, and I'm uh, looking at the local body here, but I know that we got some deep things sometimes that we need to deal with, that we need to we need to talk about, because I know that each and every one of us we have dealt with, and some uh, even tonight is probably dealing with a stronghold or a bondage that I, I know that you're seeking victory over. I know that you're seeking victory over different things, and and uh, I, I'm not saying that nobody in here is saved. Because you can still be saved and have some things in your heart that still need to be changed that really do hold you back and really do hold you down, and they're called a stronghold. They're called a stronghold. And, but I just come to remind us that we have access to mighty weapons tonight. Mighty weapons tonight through, uh, through Jesus Christ. And I came to remind us that, again, we are not to lean, listen to me please, 
We must not lean upon the arm of the flesh, but always rely upon the power of the Spirit. We can't lean upon the arm of the flesh. And when we do that, it will always spell failure. Always spell failure. When someone gives their heart to Jesus, yes, things change. Yes, things change when the moment that we say yes to Jesus. Why? Because old things do truly pass away and all things become brand new. Are you thankful for that tonight? There is a new love in our heart for the things of God. Our desires begin to change. Our desires begin to change. We don't, we don't desire the same things as we used to desire. And all because the power and the authority of the sin nature has been broken. The moment we said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit baptizes us into the person of Christ. That union, and the only union, not water baptism and not spirit baptism, but the baptism into the person of Christ is the only union that breaks the power and the authority of the sin nature. Okay, and because of that, we've been given a new nature. We've been given a new master. We've been given new orders. We've been given a new power source to live by. And because of that, now our desires change. We find ourselves wanting to do things that are pleasing to God. Amen. That's how that I know that I am saved. I will. I said it many times, and I, I will forever bring it up because it's... It is uh, something that I truly will never forget. I will never. It was been, Lord, several years back. Several years back, we were doing a foundation class, and and uh, had a, had a young lady that was coming, and, and 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 I will never forget that she missed one week, and she came back the next week, and uh, said, "Hey, we missed you last week," and she just began to weep. And she said, I messed up. What do you mean you messed up? Well, I took a drink and I was too ashamed to come. And I will never forget, we said, that's a good thing. Well, what do you mean that's a good thing? Because you're ashamed of it. That just means evidence that you're saved. It don't mean you're perfect. That just means that you're saved because before you'd have bragged about it. Before you'd have been proud of the fact that you took a drink. And, and, and I'll, I'll never forget that. But yes, even though we, we have this new power source, we have a new master. And, and, and because we have been given a new life and all of this has been brought about, all because we have placed our faith in the person of Christ, of who He is and what He did for us upon the cross. And you know what? I'm glad that I am born again. We truly are born again. There really has been a change in me. I'm glad, so glad, that I've been born again. Believer, do you remember the day that you got saved? Do you remember the time that you truly surrendered your heart to Jesus? All oh, the joy, the peace, and the love, and the freedom that you felt. Don't ever lose it. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. There's nothing like the born again experience. There's nothing like it. And although we're happy about this new joy, about this new born again experience... Although we're happy about the changes that we see, 
We're happy about, the, the, about everything around us begin to uh, open up and unfold like we've never even seen it before. And, and although that, uh, we see some things begin to change in our flesh by the power of God at that moment, we still look around and we find in the deep, dark closets of our heart, there's still some things in there that we're kind of keeping hid. I mean, some things in a closet that nobody got the combination to but you. Nobody knows what's in there but you and the Lord. Nobody knows. Your spouse don't know. Your brother don't know. Your sister don't know. But there's some things embedded in the deep parts, in the dark parts of our heart that is holding us back. We desire victory over it. We desire to be free from that. It's things that the flesh has left because it's the things that is left because of the fall of man. It doesn't mean that you're not saved. It just means that you need to be changed. It doesn't mean that that, that Jesus don't love you. No, it just means that uh, you need to draw closer to Him and allow Him to change that issue in you and yes some things fall just like that some things it takes some time some things it takes some time when I mean time I mean weeks I mean months I mean years because it is some strongholds it is a stronghold that, again, that begins to tie us down and hold us back. And, and, and we've, uh, we, we've tried with all of our might uh, to defeat our, in our heart of hearts. We desire to be free from these strongholds. Now, they, again, these are strongholds. This is not something that we want to talk about because we're so ashamed because we don't want nobody else knowing about them. Right? Okay, now we look back and I'm reminded again of the story of David in 2 Samuel chapter number 5 and uh, as David, the story of him defeating the Jebusites. You see, the problem was is the Jebusites, the children of Israel, they uh, they were in Jerusalem. They were encamped in Jerusalem. But the capital of Jerusalem, which was Zion... They didn't have reign of that. Oh, Saul, the one that that was before David, King Saul, he tried. But he could not defeat. He was never able to overcome the stronghold of Zion, the Jebusites that resided in the capital city. He could never do it. David, as he was anointed king, guess what? He was on his number one first agenda. Yes, Yes, the first thing on his agenda as he was anointed king, he began to take the stronghold of Zion. And he began to take it and defeat the, Je- the Jebusites. And yes, the enemy laughed at him as he approached that city. The enemy began to laugh at him. The Jebusites was sitting on the wall said, You're so stinking weak that even our blind and our lame can, can defeat you. You can't take this city. It's too strong. We're too strong for you. We're too strong for you. And I just kind of wondered, let me just kind of detour for a second. As the enemy began to laugh at David and said, there's no way that you'll take this stronghold. There's no way that you'll find victory in this area. Does anybody in here know what it's like to hear the lies of the enemy? Lies like, the message of the cross don't work for me. 
Maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I'm just going to have to learn to live with this issue because I've been believing God and asking God to change this in me for some time and I've not seen it come to pass. But I, maybe I just it's just something that's just going to have to be a new norm for me. Let me tell you something. That is nothing but a lie from the enemy. Jesus died to set you free. Jesus died to set, the, set you free from every bondage of sin. Amen. But David, David, nevertheless, the Bible says nevertheless, in spite of everything, David took the stronghold of Zion. You see, David's men went up into the gutter system of the city. Yeah, they went up into the gutter system of the city and they was able to get inside and begin to start fighting from the inside. You see, you need to understand this fight has to start on the inside before it can move to the outside. you got to let the Holy Spirit work here on the inside. And as He begins to work on the inside and you surrender to the will of the Spirit as He leads you and guides you and changes you into the image of Christ, then it can work to the outside and people around will see the victory in your life. Amen. It's got to work there. He said they got the gutter system again. It was their water supply. Oh, yes. It's the type of the water of life that's found in Christ. I come to tell you, there still is victory in Jesus. There's victory in Jesus. And guess what, girls? He's never lost a battle. He's never lost a battle. My, my. He has never lost a battle. This, this, uh, uh, let this flow of the Holy Spirit continue to work on the inside. And yes, strongholds will be broken. Yes, we walk in the flesh. This is not an option. Until, as Brother Jeff sang a while ago, when we shall rise... You're going to walk in the flesh until the rapture takes place. This is something that all of us are in. All, none of us are exempt from this. And all of us are going to deal with things in our hearts and things in our flesh. And, and, and all of us have things that, that has to be changed. And again, I wish this changing would stop right now. But, but, but it, it's not. I wish that there was things that didn't have to be changed. But the fact and the reality of it is... There is things in our flesh that still has to be surrendered to the Lord. And again, it will stop when we finally reach the final part of our salvation process, which is glorification, when this mortality that you're looking at right here will take up immorality. immortality. And this corrupt right here will put on incorruption. And we shall be changed. We shall be changed. Now, yes, the sin nature is broken. By the power and authority, the power and authority of the sin nature is broken. But yes, the flesh still contains remains of the fall. There's still some things that just don't seem to let go. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There's just things that still just won't let go. Paul says that even though we walk in the flesh, we're not supposed to war after the flesh. He says that. There's definitely a war to fight, just not in the flesh. We don't war after the flesh. So that's the first thing. We've got to figure out what we've got to fight and what to fight. Make sure we're fighting the right fight. Our warfare 
not only consist of our desires of the flesh, but also powers of darkness that seek to destroy us. There is things in this life, powers of darkness, that constantly seek to destroy you and destroy your family. But again, I said a moment ago, as we fight, as we war after, uh, as we walk in the flesh and we begin this war, we need to understand that the weapons of our warfare, they are not cornered. They're, they're not carnal. They are not weapons of the flesh. You see, if we try to overcome these strongholds, if we try to overcome the things in our life that hold us back, the, the bondages in our life that no one else knows about, and, and the, if we try to do that within the arm of the flesh, yes, you will fail. You will fail all the time. Now, I came to remind us again that yes, we have access, access to mighty weapons that are not carnal. Weapons that guarantee victory in every capacity. These mighty weapons are again, they are freely given to us upon faith in Christ and the cross. This, guarantee, this guarantees us the flow of His Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is available to us the moment that we continue to keep our faith anchored in the cross. This spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that will quicken your mortal body. Yes, it will quicken your mortal body. He is all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's all-present. And we have the. We, and not only that, but we also have this right here, which is a wonderful tool that guides us and tells us what to believe. It tells us how to believe. Tells us about the story of the cross. And this right here truly is, church, a lamp and a light. It's a lamp and a lie. Well, we have at the, we have at our expense a powerful name, the power of the name of Jesus, a name that is so powerful that even Satan and all demons in hell begin to tremble because there's going to be days in your life, there's going to be days in your walk with life that you're going to feel so down, you're going to feel so helpless, you don't know how to pray, you don't know what to say, you don't even know if you can even got the strength to look up. I come to tell you tonight, that's all right. That's in a fine place because. Because when you ain't got no other options, all you got to do is say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because there's power in that name. Jesus, I can't, but you can. And I need some help. If that's all that you can say, let me tell you, believer, that's enough. Don't ever stop it because there's power in the name of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus is a tool that is provided to us all because of the cross because it is a hedge. Of protection. It is a hedge of protection. Now all of these again. Are all tied. Because. Of what Jesus did. For us. All work. Hand in hand together. All work hand in hand together. You see you can't take. I can't take these out of context. I can't take the word of God. If I have a bondage in my life. A stronghold that nobody knows about. If I think that I've been reading two chapters a day, if I increase that to four chapters a day, that I will gain victory, then what happens is this tool, this weapon that I have, becomes a tool of the flesh. It's a wonderful tool. 
It's a wonderful tool. If I use anything that God has given me, if, I, if, if, if my prayer life, if my prayer life, if, if I don't keep that in contact as wonderful and as powerful as that is, if I don't keep that in contact, if I think that my praying merits me something with God, then that becomes a tool of the flesh and not a tool of the Spirit. But if I first do this, if I first put my faith in who Christ is and what He has done for me upon the cross, then everything else lines up right behind me. I have a desire to read my word. God, I can't. You can. Help. Guide me through this course of life today. Help me, oh God. I need you, oh God. Y'all find myself praying because, God, I just desire to be closer to you. I'm not trying to earn anything because I know I can't earn nothing. I don't deserve nothing from you. But, God, I desperately need your help. Place your faith and anchor your faith in the person of Christ. So important. These are mighty weapons. Again, only used if we use them with our faith in Christ. If we don't, it will always spell failure. Anytime we begin to rely upon the flesh, we will always find ourselves in a state of failure. We all know what it's like to deal with strongholds. But I want you to know tonight that not one of you, look around, your neighbor, your spouse, whoever, you're not alone. You're not alone. You see, we look around and we're surrounded by a lot of innocent smiles. But truth is, you don't know what your brother or sister is battling. We're all in the same boat. So somebody needs to hear tonight that you're not alone. I know every situation is different, but every stronghold is designed to pull us in a certain direction in the same degree. But there's no place in this walk for any of us to quit. Because, see, I need you and you need me. I need you and you need me. You see, some Christians and I'm just going to name them. I can't name them all. I'm not going to. I couldn't name them all. Some people, because I've had the phone calls. I've had people ask me to pray for them. Because they love God, faithful to God, been serving God for some time. But still they have a pull at nicotine that pulls them down. And they desire to be free from that. You see, some people... Even after they get saved, they still have a problem with alcohol. Love God with all their heart. They're so ashamed of it. Nobody knows. But it's a stronghold. It's a stronghold. Some people have, maybe it's a gossiping tongue, a lying tongue. You know, the list is really unending. The list is really unending. Because, see, the moment that you say yes to Jesus, yes, there is some things that changed. And maybe you've been saved for some time, and you look back, and you still, some, still see some things embedded deep in your closet. You see, that the things that changed instantly, yes, we thank God for that. But now we're dealing with some hard things. 
Now we're dealing with the ought that I have against my brother. Now we're dealing with strongholds such as uh, I, 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 I hold a grudge against some, somebody. Now I hold against uh, somebody in my family that I won't even look at anymore. I won't offer up forgiveness. Now we're dealing with strongholds like that. Things that nobody really truly knows on the deep sides of our heart what we're truly dealing with. Now we've got to deal with some, some hard stuff. But my goodness, I mean, anybody besides me ever just plumb get tired of it. You just plumb get tired of it because you're ashamed of it. You're ashamed of the strongholds in our life. And, and again, I didn't come to call no one out on any certain thing or any area because, again, that is between you and the Lord. But what I did come to say is that Jesus died to set you free. And I rebuke every lie from the enemy. If he has tried to tell somebody that the message of the cross does not work or that the message of the cross is not for you, I rebuke that lie because it is a lie. This is truly the message that will set free any bondage of every sin because it's the message that places your faith in the only one and in the only work that can and will set you free from the power of sin. Again, you know, Israel... They camped around Zion for some 40 years and never could get victory over Zion, their, whole, their capital city, their, the capital of their city. They couldn't do it. They fought with it. They learned to live with it for 40 years. But that's not God's plan. And it's not God's plan for you to live with that stronghold. Not at all. It's not God's plan at all. I came to tell you tonight to fight the fight of faith. Fight the fight of faith. Keep your faith anchored in the person of Christ, in the work of Christ, and allow the Holy Spirit to reach down and to begin to change you. See, this is a day-to-day basis. This is not a Sunday to Sunday, Sunday to Wednesday. No, this is a day-to-day basis. And you know what? Sometimes it even becomes an hour-to-hour thing. I don't worry about making it to dark. Just let me make it to lunchtime. Let me make it to the first break or whatever it is. Just let me make it to then. I, I, believer, you got to keep fighting. Take advantage of the flow of the Spirit. The cross, again, is a mighty weapon, and it's all you need. But you know what, Jesus, and I'm going to end with this. Brother Jeff, would you come? Singers and musicians, would you come? I want to sing that song. I don't want to sing. I want you all to sing. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. But, you know, Jesus knows what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're going through. I want them to bring up, I, didn't give not, I did not give them this verse, but I want them to bring up Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 15. Jesus knows exactly what you're going through. He says, We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity, but was in all points tempted like as we were, yet without sin. You see, he, he was touched with the feeling of your infirmities. He knows about that stronghold that you're going through because he's already walked this path. As our great high priest, he did it without sin. And you know what? Because of that, because of what he did, we can, they, they can bring up the next verse if they want to. We can walk boldly into the throne of grace. 
Because it's there that we will find mercy. And we're going to find some grace to help. He already knows. He already knows. He knows about that bondage. He's felt the hurt of your infirmity. He's felt the shame that you feel. Because he's been there. But he's made a way that we can have grace to help. I end with this. As I repeat myself as I had several times already. All you got to do. Anchor your faith exclusively in the finished work of the cross. And my what a mighty weapon that is. That's all you need. Would you stand tonight? Father we love you. And we thank you God for your wonderful word. God, I poured out my heart, Lord, what you've laid upon my heart to your people. God, again, I rebuke every lie the enemy has told. Maybe there's one here, God, that maybe they're frustrated. Maybe they're tired. They're tired of being ashamed of a certain bondage, a certain issue, whatever it may be, God. But we know there's freedom. We know there's freedom in the cross. There's power. There's victory in the cross that we're so grateful God I ask you to deal with all of our hearts Lord deal with the deep things search out the deep things of our heart take us to your secret place tonight Lord we'll give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus name Amen go ahead oh yes let's worship can we worship oh yes there is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. There is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Lord, break every chain. Sing it. Break every chain. Break every chain. Lord, break every chain. Break every chain. Praise the Lord. Break every chain. Oh, yeah. Come on, worship a moment. Let's worship. Yes, there is. In the name of Jesus. Uh-huh. I believe it. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm opening up the altars. Hey, why don't you come have a talk with Jesus tonight? I don't know everybody's situation. There's no shame in coming to the altar. There's no shame in coming and having a talk with the Lord before we leave this place this week. Maybe there's a stronghold of bondage that, 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 that you've been dealing with and nobody else knows about. Oh, just let me remind you that He wants to set you free. Don't give up. Keep fighting the fight of faith. Come find you a place to pray tonight. Everyone needs to find them a place just to spend some time with the Lord. Would you come? If you were blessed by this message, you can find us on Facebook at Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. Our contact for prayer or donations is by mail. Faith Worship Center, P.O. Box 296, 
Porsche, Arkansas, 72457. Through Messenger or PayPal, you can find that link on Facebook also. Thank you and God bless you and your family.